0: Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools, and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realize you can do big things. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I'm joined by the lovely Francesca Mills, who is a mindset and life coach, and also a very good friend of mine and has been a huge support to me over the last year. So thank you, Fran, for joining us. And I'm very excited for you to share your words of wisdom with us.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure
0: to join you on your podcast. Oh, well, this has been long awaited. It has been very long (laughs) long awaited. All four episodes that I've got out. (laughs) (laughs) so in this episode we are going to talk all about what it takes to build a happy and healthy mind so we'll be sharing some of the most common challenges that we see with our clients with our friends that we've seen on ourselves and really how we can start being kinder to ourselves and really reframe our mindset to work with ourselves rather than against it so if you'd like to start off by just giving us a little bit of an intro about you, please. So who you are, what's the work that you do, how did you kind of get into coaching?
1: Yeah, so I am, as you mentioned, mindset and life coach. So my background is in psychology. So I've always had always had an interest in people and I've always, you know, I've always been naturally drawn towards people and helping people and chatting to people. So I sort of fell into coaching about a year and a half ago. Um, And ever since have have been sort of helping people overcome any challenges they may have and just going through that transformation with them in them with their mindset um, to get to a place where they feel they're really living a life they love and
0: living authentically and sort of living a life without limits, I'd say. Love it. And I do feel like mindset is such a huge piece of the puzzle. Obviously, we think that because we're coaches. But <laughs> I do feel like you can have all of the savvy techniques, all of the tools, all of the processes, all of the technology, all the frameworks. But unless you actually have the right mindset to make those things happen, it's very, very difficult to, to really move things forward. And I'm sure that's something that you see with your clients all the time as well. 100%. 100%. I think, like you said, you know, I think so often
1: we rely on all of these external factors, external facing factors and what's going on around us and thinking, if I do that, that will make me feel better. But actually, until our mind is in that place and is in that sort of good place, that, you know, that is the, that is the, the sort of grounding for everything. And that is the sort of underlying thing of it all. But I think, I think you know, like I said, we, we so often look around us and actually we need to be starting within us, which will reflect everything else.
0: Yeah I absolutely love that and I'm so excited to pick your brains on all of the <laughs> wonderful advice that you have but just to start I know this is a massive question but I'm going to ask anyway um, what really does a happy and healthy mind mean to you? It's a Very good question actually a very good question.
1: I would say to me a happy and healthy mind is a balanced one Um, so what I mean by that is I think you know the word happy in that sentence you'd assume that you know, you need to be happy all the time. But I actually think a healthy and happy mindset is a balanced one where you have the ability and the awareness to balance the good and the bad. So having having those, you know, tools and techniques in your locker where you're having one of those down days and, you know, having that, having that sense of awareness on those down days to know that it's not gonna last forever, to know that it will pass, to know that it's just temporary. And to know that soon enough, you know, things will be back to as they were and you'll feel you'll be feeling back to yourself again. So I would say balance for me is key, is a key ingredient to having a healthy and happy mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I actually I couldn't agree more. And even thinking about like myself over the last month or even the last couple of weeks I had one week where I just felt really like unmotivated just really uninspired really down really negative about everything and the next week I was literally like I love my life I'm (laughs) so happy about everything and like it's just about accepting that like that's all part of the journey and there wasn't even a reason why I was sad in those weeks like yeah every emotion is there to be felt and just when you are 100%. in those times where everything feels like a bit rubbish and the world's falling down around you firstly it's normally hormones for me <laughs> but <at> sometimes <laughs> actually there isn't a reason and just knowing that like it's okay to feel those things and you don't have to force yourself to be happy and force yourself to do the things that you know put a smile on your face sometimes you actually just need to let yourself like cry feel angry be frustrated scream into a pillow eat a tub of ice cream and actually just know that like with time those feelings are going to pass 100% like you hit the nail on the head there I think
1: I think it's actually about learning and again this is this is all a this is all such a you know a journey to get to this point it doesn't just happen overnight it's something that I've I've, you know, really come a long way with myself, but I think it is about allowing yourself to actually wallow in those moments. And, you know, knowing, like I said, having that awareness, knowing that it's not gonna last forever. It's a temporary, whatever it is, it's temporary, it will pass. You know, it's just the roller coaster of life and allowing yourself to just be in those moments, observe what's going on in your body, in your mind. You know, even if you're having a down day, and like you said, there's absolutely no reason or rhyme or reason to it, just observing it and just letting it be there letting yourself wallow rather than thinking, oh my God, I need to sort myself out. I need to feel better. I need to do things, you know, because that actually more, more often than not, that has the reverse effect. And that makes you feel even worse because then you start to feel guilty for not feeling better and, and not, you know, not achieving as you were before. So I think, I think you know, it's key just to let yourself wallow in those moments, sit in those moments and just observe what's going on and not not judge the emotion, not judge what's going through your mind.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. So is there kind of any advice if people are maybe struggling with being kind to themselves when they are going through those down phases in their life? Maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month, maybe it's a couple of days, however long it is. Is there anything kind of practical that you would recommend people to do? Or maybe they're allowed to almost take a few days to wallow or a few weeks to wallow in those emotions. But actually, if it's, say, going on for a prolonged period of time, are there any techniques or any kind of advice that you would give a client to almost start picking them picking themselves back up outside the other end, whether it's maybe journaling or meditating or going outside and getting fresh air or speaking to someone, Uh, do you kind of have your go-tos in terms of how you can start to pick yourself back up again?
1: Yeah, so I've definitely got a few practical things. And then there's a few things that I also, you know, guide myself through. So on a practical level, you just mentioned they're talking. Talking for me is probably the first and foremost thing that I advise people to do because ultimately a problem shared is a problem halved. So I think it's so important. I know for me, just getting the thought out of my head and out into the world helps hugely, hugely. When I, Whenever I'm going through something, like even just the other day, I was having one of these days where I couldn't really pinpoint what was going on. But I felt I just did not feel myself I didn't feel great I didn't want to really talk to anyone but just by texting a friend got the words out of my head and just allowed me to have that release and just by doing that half an hour later I felt so much lighter just by you know just by letting that go so I think talking is is probably the number one thing that I recommend and whether that's actually talking out loud whether that's speaking to someone by over whatsapp or however you want to do it voice note whatsapp you know just by getting those words out your mind and if you are having having a moment where you don't necessarily feel like speaking to someone i suppose the, you can also look at journaling which is sort is sort of running that same practice but speaking saying speaking to yourself but getting those mind getting those words out of your mind and onto paper so that's another thing you mentioned journaling but i actually do do that quite often because i find not always even writing things down pen to paper sometimes even just the notes on my phone I just find just writing things down allows me to rationalize what's going on
0: yeah absolutely. um I and, like and com- brought out um, a verbal journaling so you I've like, heard
1: that I did hear I that. know yeah, I just I saw it that. before
0: this and I thought that sounds good and I sometimes find like I'm such a talker as well as you obviously know <laughs> but like even voice noting someone sometimes I'll get to like the end of the voice note and be like I literally don't even need to send that now. I've just like I've always asked <laughs> I've my own I've just said it. I've just said it. And that yeah. all, like, all I just needed was to just like rant and to just like say it out loud. And there's some kind of yeah. quote. Like, I don't know what it is. Don't quote me on it. But it's it's like shame can't exist when it's spoken. And I think that yeah. is so true. Like when it's out in the open, actually, like you said, it really kind of dies down that that overwhelm and that overthinking in your head when you've shared it with with somebody else.
1: Definitely, definitely. Like and you know, like you're saying it. It allows you to light, lighten your lighten your mind and lighten the load by getting out of your mind and into the world. But also, it allows you to rationalise what you're thinking. So, actually, if you're having a moment where, you, you, for example, your inner critic is you know really on a high and they're they're being really irrational. And you know they're being irrational, but they're winning. So they're they're taking over. They're winning. They're stopping you doing something, or they're making you feel like you're really you're, you're, your your self esteem's really low, or whatever it may be sometimes just writing those things down allow you to rationalize it and actually see, you know, actually that is, that is so far from true. It couldn't, you know, it it allows you to sort of think there's no evidence to back that up. There is absolutely none of that is fact. That is all just, you know, my inner critic speaking up. So in that sense as well, it does help you rationalize what's going on in your mind and, and what's going through your mind and actually start to make a bit of sense of
0: it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Amazing. And when you kind of started off speaking about balance, as soon as you said balance, I thought of it in terms of balance, in terms of having boundaries, having times having time off, managing overwhelm. But I actually love kind of the other side of balance as well in terms of balancing how you feel with your emotions and allowing to have those ups and downs. But if we do think about managing overwhelm, I know it's something that like a lot of my clients struggle with. They're all very ambitious. They all set themselves really high expectations, have so many goals that they want to achieve. And it's actually more about reining them back and finding that balance, putting those boundaries in place and managing that overwhelm when they do have these big goals that they want to work towards and these massive kind of big movements that they want to make in their life. Is there any advice or anything there that you see with your clients in terms of how we can really start to manage that overwhelm and and make sure that we don't burn out?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think you know, I think you and I have both been there as well. I think when you're when you're on that that path and that journey of achieving something that you're so passionate about, or it could be anything, but you know, when it's something that you really want to achieve and you're really, really desperate to achieve, it's so easy for our for our mind just to switch to that mode of like, need to get there right now, need to get there in an instant, need to do it in a week. God, I, you know, within a month, I have to be overachieving in this. I need to I need to have excelled in everything. But actually I think it's just about Taking your foot off the accelerator for a minute and actually breaking down what's going on, and like you said, with some of your clients, they're they're high achievers, and it's it's that thing of overwhelm when they're you know, for example, in a in a really you know they've got a really sort of high up job role, and there's a lot is demanded of them. For example, I think it's just about compartmentalizing what needs to be done and breaking that down into into small mini goals to get to your to get to that big end goal whether that's like like I said a job or a goal but breaking it down compartmentalizing it and actually thinking right what needs to be done right now and what can be done later because I think we often allow ourselves to get overwhelmed by these huge to-do lists that we again we think need to be done right now but when we actually start to look at what we need to do well do we need to do it right now often the answer is no we've just made ourselves think we need to do it right now so I think Having a list of what needs to be done urgently, what's at the top of that priority list and what can be done at a later date and just giving yourself that breathing time. Because I always think, you know, it, it obviously always depends on the deadline and, and what these things are, but slow and steady wins the race in my eyes. I think often we just we go into this, you know, 100 miles an hour mode where we just want to speed speed our way across the finish line. But actually that journey, when you slow it down a little bit and allow yourself that breathing time and allow yourself, you know, put those boundaries in place, give yourself that time off, you often actually learn more in those
0: moments yeah we when your mind isn't speeding, speeding at 100 miles an hour street. I love we yeah. make, like car analogies all the time I <laughs> <always>, sometimes always <laughs> have to go down a gear to get up the hill and yeah, I'm always I don't, talking I don't I'm know why I do it <laughs> I know I'm the same I feel like because you can really visualize it yeah I think like a lot of this overwhelm and this wanting to be in this this place so far away and this end destination is kind of driven by what we see on social media and what we see on the tv or influences around us we see someone with that job we see someone with that successful business doing all of these things and we see that and we think that looks like the big shiny end goal and I want to be there now but actually forgetting all of the baby steps that they've been taking probably for the last few years to actually get them to that place and accepting that things don't happen overnight and there is so much beauty in the journey mm-hmm. you learn so much more from the journey and actually you make so much more progress than you actually you realize like even i was mm-hmm. saying to you before this call i was looking back at like the first newsletters i'd sent out compared to what they look like now and i was like it's it's almost unrecognizable and that was only at the start of january and we're only in in april mm-hmm. now but until you actually reflect on that progress you've made it's so difficult to see it and so easy to just be focusing on the next step that you want to get And when I started kind of setting up this business, like this was a huge thing for me wanting to do it all and really struggling to balance everything and and find the time or find the energy to do it all and do it all well. So, and I had to do exactly what you said and actually really just park things and be like, this is going to happen and this can happen, but it can't happen now. And I just need to like be disciplined in terms of like saying no. And like, I draw myself like a timeline and I, put things in for June July August time which were burning desires of things I wanted to work on at that moment in time but I knew that I couldn't physically fit them in alongside Mm. the other things that I was working on and it actually takes a lot of courage to be like I'm not doing this now and like that's okay like I don't need to do everything now and like it's okay to take my foot off the pedal a bit.
1: Yeah I I mean I I shared something recently actually that that relates to that in the sense of between sitting between you and your goals is a thing called life, which you yeah. which you have to live because I think I,
0: I, I needed that on that day that you posted.
1: It. <laughs> it's so it's so easy to get so sucked in, and I'm saying this from experience because I do I've done it so many times, and I still I still do it, and I just have to catch myself because yeah. you get so sucked into you know consumed by, for example, a goal that you're trying to reach that you. You, you don't look at the bigger picture. You're just consumed by that one thing and you forget about everything else that's going on around you, everything else you've got going on in your life, everything else you've currently got in your life. So sometimes it just requires you to zoom out of what's going on and look at the bigger picture and think, actually, hold on a minute. A, look at what I've achieved in the past year because I, I can guarantee you when you look back on your progress, you're always going to, because I know I do, I think, and like you've just said, you think, oh my God, I've actually done so much. And B, to think, why am I trying to achieve all of this within you know any time frame let alone two months three months if this is something that you're trying to create for yourself to create a better better life that you want to you know if it's I'm talking in the context of a career you're hoping that's going to go on for a long time longer than a year right so why do we We want to do it all now things to happen (laughs) yeah and and I think when, when you're sucked into that one place you're not allowing yourself to enjoy life outside it and you know I always try and snap myself out of it by thinking a, you know coming back to the gratitude thing of what I've got but b, thinking I don't want to look back and think you know I didn't actually enjoy that or enjoy that because I was so consumed by that one thing so I think allow it to be like obviously part of your life an important part of your life
0: but always zoom out and see what else is going on around it yeah exactly I just had to say to myself like I'm allowed to choose one or two things at a time yeah, Focus yeah. On those for a few weeks almost start to build them as habits so I don't they don't feel so new and they don't feel so scary in a way and then start to think about like what's the next thing that I can build on once I've already got that foundation in place of okay these feel normal for me now these fit well in my life I know when I'm doing them it fits in with my schedule and then I can move on to kind of the next project that I want to work on
1: yeah definitely definitely I do think sometimes you just have to you have to put those boundaries in place with yourself
0: and, yeah, and make make them so, strict yeah yeah exactly like when you put those walls yourself, in place or if it's like a personal yeah. project that you're working on you almost don't have a team around you or you don't have a boss around you to be like okay right look you need to stop now like you've been working yeah. really long hours, you need to call it a day, or you have influences around you, like from the rest of your team who are logging off at 5 30, whatever it is. When you're doing things for yourself, it's very, very easy to get completely carried away. And the majority of the time, it's because we love it, which is such a first world problem. But actually, it really takes that love away when you completely overwhelm yourself with it. It
1: does, it does definitely. And, it, you know, at the end of the day, all you're going to end up doing is burning yourself out, and that's going to make you you know, so much less productive anyway. So I think it's, it's avoiding getting to that point, isn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. And we touched a bit there um, about comparison. And I know how much we love to talk about comparison. So <laughs> what kind of is your view on how we can better manage comparison? Because I think it's something that so many of us struggle with in so many different areas of our life, whether it's business mm. or careers or what our houses look like information and, and visual images of what other people's lives look like is so easily accessible to us that it does yeah. make not comparing yourself to people extremely difficult. And it's almost addictive like scrolling on Instagram. Oh god, I know. and there's an element of comparison which I guess is helpful and has also always been in our life. It's like, even from our parents, like they've been there to model the world, it's that blueprint, people there to inspire us. So actually looking around us for motivation, inspiration, to some extent is great, but obviously not to the extent when it comes at us not enjoying where we are or not being happy with our own progress. So how do you kind of manage comparison for yourself and kind of how do you help your clients if they're struggling with comparison?
1: Yeah, so this is, as you know, a huge thing for me, and I know we, we love we love talking about it. But uh, I think I,
0: I think listening yeah, to I you think- the treadmill the other day, <laughs> just in comparison, oh I, God, I, I actually I, always listen to you when I'm like walking or running or on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my motivation is me going. I love that. Um, yeah, I
1: think I think for me, it's, it's the thing. It's something I talk about so often, and I'll continue to talk about so often because it was so, it was such a huge part of me. Um, and I think it's still, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say you're comparison free because I don't feel like we're ever comparison free because there's always going to be, you know, you're always going to be having one of those days where your confidence is low and it just, and it just catches, catches you. But yeah, it is a huge thing for me. And it's a huge thing that I, you know, it's, it's something I harp on about a lot. Um, but I think there are a few things that I know we spoke about recently. But I think the first thing to remember is and this is actually something that I tell myself over and over again is that you are you, you know, you're, you're your own unique person. You, you offer something, you, you bring to the table, something so unique and you offer the world something so unique that not one other person in the world can offer. So I always say to myself, every moment that I spend scrolling or looking at other people's like, you know, looking at other people's Instagrams and thinking, I wish that was me or why haven't I got that is a moment lost putting that energy into myself and, And putting all that back into myself and putting that back into my development and trying to push myself further on. But I I I have to come back and say, I do think, like you were saying, there is such a thin line between being inspired and and sort of being dragged down by comparison. Because I think there is that fine line of looking at something and thinking, oh my God, that you know, that's amazing. They're doing what I want to do. And then you get that drag. But I think, you know, it's 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 trying to look at something and be inspired by it and using it as motivation and using it as you know a benchmark of well if they can achieve it so can I and it's just showing you that it's achievable it's just showing you that it's something that you, you can get to as well
0: yeah um, has been a massive thing for me this year like comparison's always been something for me and actually probably a reason why I stayed in a corporate job for so long because lots of my friends are self-employed they're experts in their industry and I very much looked up to them and compared myself my life to their life and thought well I'm never going to be able to do that that's never something Mm. that I'm able to achieve but actually the biggest thing I would say for me in terms of overcoming that is actually really like celebrating what they've achieved and looking at them as motivation as inspiration that I can do those things too yes they are a few more years down the line than me but they are the evidence that I can achieve those great things as well and looking at it in that way Rather than looking at us, oh, they've got this thing that I really want, and just because they've got that client or so they've got that job or they've worked with that brand, that means that I'm never going to be able to do it because there is an abundance of opportunities in the world, and it really comes back to that kind of abundance versus scarcity mindset. That just because they've got it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to have it as well. Definitely,
1: definitely. I think that is such an important point that you touched upon because yeah, that's no, that's actually one of the other one of the other sort of things that I. That I speak about with clients as well is you're, you know we're all on different timelines and no one's like every everyone's timeline is unique to them and it, it's, it's it's physically impossible for every everyone in the world's timeline to align perfectly right so even though I might be chasing the same goal that you're chasing our timelines are not going to align so much so that we we tick off every single box as we go that's just not how it works so I think it's bringing yourself back to that and thinking I'm on my own journey. I'm on my own timeline. I'm achieving things at the right time and things are coming at the right time for me. And not, not comparing yourself to where someone else is at, because ultimately you can get there too. You're just not on the same timeline as them. So I think it is that is a, that is a huge thing to remember. And I think just one more small thing that I mean like I said I could I could talk about this I could talk about this for hours but another another thing that I always <laughs> mention is, is, is gratitude and I think again that is a term that is thrown about quite a lot and I think not everyone sort of sees the, the true value in it but I think in its simplest form it's just looking at what you've got in your life because when you fall into this comparison trap and you're looking at other people and you're thinking I haven't got that or why am I not achieving that you're actually forgetting about everything you do have and everything that you you do have in your life so I think it's always bringing it that to me is it seems like a very simple practice but it's something that helps helps me hugely when I'm having one of those moments
0: Yeah, I feel like gratitude is so important for not only comparison, but in so many different areas of your life as well, like even thinking about working towards like setting up your own business or moving countries or whatever it is, whatever kind of that big goal you're working towards. What are you grateful at the moment? Is it a part time job that will give you the money to Put my give you the money to like perpetuate in your car or to buy that self-development book or to enroll in that course or to go on that holiday what have you got in your life now that you're grateful for that is helping you maybe if you've got a fitness goal like you you've got something that means you can get to the gym you can afford gym kit mm. you've got yeah. a set of dumbbells at home Of course, there is that bigger goal and it's great to be inspired by that bigger goal, but actually what have you got in your life at the moment that is helping you with those stepping stones that you are grateful for has been also another thing that I've really tried to focus on over, especially over the last year when we feel like we've had so many things stripped away from us. It's like, actually, what have I got right now? that is still really great rather than focusing on all the stuff that we haven't got right now. Like we haven't had the opportunity to to socialize with friends or to go to the gym or to go to dinner, but actually there are still so many things that are good right now that have still brought opportunities. And by forcing yourself to, to find them, it really does help you to start rewiring your mind to, to see the good.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And I think, I think this all interlinks with what we were saying earlier when you're having as as i'm saying when you're having one of those moments bring yourself back you know look at bring yourself back to the practice of gratitude and look at what you have around you currently rather than thinking of what you want and what you and what, what else you want to get think of what you've got i think that interlinks back to what we were saying about looking at how far you've come so if we're looking at the context of achieving a goal or looking you know you're wanting to achieve a goal within a job for example and you're looking at someone else that's doing the same job and you're thinking Oh my God, they're they're really far ahead and I'm here. Actually bring yourself back to where were you a year ago to where you are now, and yes. and allowing yourself time just to sit with that and, and sort of realize how far you've come. And sometimes that just, like you said, rewires your mind to actually bring yourself back to the present moment rather than thinking, you know, where you want to be in a year's time. bring it back to where you are
0: now doing that on like a weekly basis sometimes I'll get to the end of the week and I'll be like oh my gosh there are all these things I wanted to do this week that I haven't got around to doing but I actually force myself to sit down and write down write a list of what are my wins for the week basically what have I achieved in the week that I'm proud of it can be something really small like going to the gym or prioritizing the morning hour for, for me every day this week or finishing that project at work or taking time to read a book at lunchtime whatever it is I proactively write those things down at the end of every week. And it's so easy to forget when you're so focused on all the other things that you want to do and all the things that you didn't get around to doing, actually how far you've come, even on a weekly or a daily basis. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's so easy to look at your to-do list and be like, oh my God, these are all the tasks that I didn't get done. Actually, talking about how we plan our days and and being setting achievable goals for the day, I undershoot so much now in terms of what mm-hmm. I'm going to get done each day. And I genuinely think that is such a savvy technique because like of course if you get through all of that stuff and you've still got time and you've still got energy you can add more and that's always a bonus but actually you're not finishing every day looking at a full to-do list and almost feeling like a failure because you haven't been as productive as you wanted to or you haven't got everything done that you wanted to and even like taking it down to that granular detail of actually how are you planning your day what are you writing on your to-do list can actually have such a massive impact on how Mm. we view ourselves and and how kind we are to ourselves at the end of the day
1: yeah no I I agree I think that's I think that's a great way to approach it because I think again we're just we're tuned I think to sort of want to want to overachieve and want to do 10 things and and set ourselves unrealistic goals and knowing sort of knowing deep down that we're not going, going to achieve them you know just basically setting ourselves up for failure but actually flip that narrative and set yourself a few realistic things but put, put, put some realistic goals on your to-do list and like you said sort of undersell undersell yourself with with what you need to do because then anything you do over that
0: is a win undersell and overachieve undersell <laughs> and overachieve exactly exactly and we are just so nasty to ourselves and oh I God, often don't. think about like the things that I say to myself or the things that clients say to themselves I'm like you would never say that to a friend like oh god and if a friend said that to you you would like give them a slap and kick them out yeah but we are so like yeah just inclined to speak so horribly to ourselves all the time so yeah i always try to set myself a challenge that obviously we are still going to have those thoughts come in sometimes where we're not feeling confident or we're just feeling a bit rubbish about ourselves and like it's fine to have those thoughts but actually just catch them and just be like what i just talk to myself i'm like oh for god's sake katie oh i do
1: yeah I do I do as well I think I think as coaches though we we obviously have a a very good level of self-awareness but you know that 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 can and anyone anyone can sort of teach themselves to get to that level of of having that self-awareness and I think like you said once you've got that level of self-awareness you can catch these thoughts so whereas before you
0: I know like basically where I am in my cycle when I'm going to be a bitch to myself I can almost <laughs> plan it to the day I almost like wake up well I don't wake up and go okay I'm going to be a bitch today because I feel like that'd be a bit of a <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy but like I'll be like oh my god i have been so nasty to myself today and I'll be like oh my god it's that time of the month again and yeah yeah I think that I think that helps because I'm like it's not me it's just hormones ruining our lives yeah and
1: I think and I think like like we were saying it's coming back to what we were saying at the start it's you know having that having that awareness knowing you know knowing when these thoughts are coming in that they are just thoughts like I always say this you're, you're you are not your thoughts you know your thoughts are just coming through and just observe them they come in they go out but I think when when they're when we're not being nice to ourselves and those thoughts aren't so positive it's just a case of just being aware that they're there and just knowing that knowing that they're just a thought and it's not true and like you said just just having a word with yourself and being like come on no you don't you don't need to be that nasty to yourself and i think i think it is i think it all it all comes back to that that awareness piece doesn't it it all comes back to that because what as soon as you as soon as you start noticing these things coming in you can stop you can sort them in their tracks or you can just you know sit with them knowing that they're going to they're going to pass
0: yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we are just so nasty to ourselves. I don't know if it's like a woman, yeah. thing, maybe men do it as well. But oh my god, like the things no, I've said I to think, in the past are just so horrible. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? It's awful. We're our, own,
1: we're our own worst enemies at times.
0: I know. I've actually started like screenshotting messages from friends and family and just like nice things people have sent me and even like birthday messages or birthday cards every time someone sends me something nice that like makes me smile I screenshot it and I save it in a folder on my phone so every time I'm feeling like a bit of a negative Nancy and everything feels a bit rubbish and I'm being really down about myself I can just very quickly look back through all the lovely things people have said about myself and that really does instantly pick up your mood and sometimes that's lovely yeah, just like the little things like that can actually really shift your mindset. And sometimes it doesn't have to be these big, miraculous overhauls of your mindset. It's just actually really knowing what are some of the simple things that you can take ownership for when you're in that moment, whether it's going out and getting some fresh air, whether it's phoning a friend, whether it's doing a meditation, whether it's looking through happy photos on your phone and actually always having that there as like, a bit of a happy toolkit that you can go to when you are feeling a bit down
1: definitely definitely and I think I think the most important thing there is doing what feels right for you and doing what makes you happy like there's no right or wrong there's no magical remedy that is a you know there's no one, fight, one size fits all when it comes to picking yourself back up when you're when you are feeling like you're sort of falling down or you're feeling like you're in one you're in a you're in a bit of a in a bit of a bad place but I think it's doing what feels right for you and as we were saying earlier just letting yourself be in that moment and not not judging how you're feeling like not judging yourself because that is a massive thing like I said that I think has such a reverse effect when you're feeling really crap and you're like oh for god's sake no, for god's sake pick yourself up like why are you feeling that way you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like because so and so is going through this that is oh yeah that is a classic
0: from, so much from <laughs> so clients
1: like that I can't feel me. this way yeah I can't feel yeah. this way because you know so and so is going through worse when you know your feelings are your feelings so I think it's it's taking away that judgment of yourself letting yourself be in the moment doing what makes you feel good in that moment but again taking the pressure off and just taking your foot off the gas for a bit and thinking what do I want to do now that I know will make you feel good rather than thinking well this you know on the internet well, on, yeah. on, on the internet it <laughs> says that you should be getting outside for half an hour and and talk to someone and do this and do that I it's just think it's completely do different feels-
0: for everyone yeah yeah do what do what feels right for you, you yeah well, for you for some know people like going for a run is probably like the most stress relieving thing, thing. Amazing. Yeah. but for someone else going for a run is probably like the absolute worst nightmare torture yeah so
1: I, think, <laughs> I think I think it's just doing what feels good for you and doing what feels right for you and just take just take yourself away from everything else for a minute and just you know allow yourself to be in the moment allow yourself to do what feels good for you and and just remind yourself that it will pass over. It's temporary and it will
0: pass. Yeah. Whenever I um, cry. And I'm, it's funny. I never, ever used to cry. When I was, uh, probably until like a few years ago, I just was just never, ever a crier. But nowadays i f- Bloody love a cry. Oh, I love <laughs> oh, a cry. So good. I love a cry. I love a cry. That's I'm like, okay. oh no, stop crying, stop crying. i like, no, I need to cry. Yeah. Why are you I crying? I don't cry.
1: know. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I actually I love a cry. It's funny because like, that happened to me last week. And again, I was having one of these days where I can't tell you what was wrong. There wasn't really a reason. I think there was just there was, you know, things just maybe been building up for a while. And I could feel that I need to cry. And I was like, I actually felt relieved that I need to cry. And I was like, I just need a good cry. I said to my friend, I, was like, I just need a good cry. And then it's I like had a good cry. A good yeah, I, I had to get, exactly. I had a good cry. And then I felt so much better. But it's funny because like I said, this is all, this is all a journey. And it you know, you get better at it as time goes on. But it is funny now when I look back that when I am having one of those days now, I I'm just, like, just let on. my, I, I yeah. take away, I take I take away the why, the why element, whereas before I'd be like, why do I feel this way? What is going on? Why, 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 why? I'd really wanna get to the bottom of what it is when sometimes there is no rhyme or reason. So now I just remove that why element altogether and just let let myself feel crap, let myself cry, let myself just you know be in a really bitchy mood and let you know because because I know that it will pass I know it will pass and I think
0: I I know what works with a client the other day she was like how do I get myself out of like being a bitch and being in a funk and I was like well just let yourself be a bitch and be yeah because that's the only way it's gonna pass
1: yeah like the saying the saying goes what you resist persists so and I think that is so true because you know again I say this to clients all the time stop stop you know stop burying what how you're feeling thinking that by burying it it's, it's just not going to surface because actually it surfaces tenfold so I think just let yourself go through the motions let yourself ride that roller coaster and you know at the end of the day in order to get out of a funk you have to let yourself go through the funk you're not going to get out of the funk by burying the funk yeah. you need to just you <laughs> need to just drive breeze through it you know whatever will be what will be will be let yourself go through all the motions and feel what you need to feel, and then you let it go. Because I think until you feel what you need to feel and you allow yourself to feel what you need to feel, it just consumes you and it consumes you. And it just, it will just keep showing up. And it will, every time it shows up, it will, show, it will show up
0: bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Amazing, absolutely adore you. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. The feeling is very mutual. I think we could so, sit and talk for hours, couldn't we? we could I just, know we, we could do probably a, a 24 hour marathon.
0: If, if <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely not. I'm glad you stopped <laughs> talking after about 5k. I'm, I'm ready to go home now. Final question The biggest piece of advice that you would give your younger self? That is a big
1: question that is a big question and a very good question actually I think I think the biggest bit of advice I would give my younger self is to trust the timing of your life and so much comes into that but I think I think it's just to trust the timing of your life and to trust that things things will always work out even if they even if it doesn't feel like they will things will work out and to, you know, just let, just be in the moment, think, you know, trust the timing, just be, and just sort of just to let go sometimes and not try to control everything that's going on. Because, you know, when you look back, that is the biggest thing I think for me, it's like, God, I was so stressed out that that wouldn't work out. And in the end, it worked out better, you know? And that, I think that, that is that is that rings true for so many of us. So I think that would probably be what
0: I would say, I would say to my younger self. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I love that before this, we were like, this is like a therapy session for us.
1: It 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 really is. I was going to say, same time next week, I'll be here. It's like my therapy.
0: (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. No, you're so welcome. And yes, we will speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of You Can Do Big Things. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at katiesarahforbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.